Candice Langford, pelvic and sexual health physiotherapist, and this is The Nurture Pod. We are talking pee, poo, pleasure, pain, periods, pregnancy, postpartum, peri, and postmenopause. All the peas, all supposedly taboo, yet essential to our holistic health and well-being. We are shining a light on each and every one of these, both confidently and comfortably. Let's get curious. Pregnancy and postpartum is often romanticized as this perfect and beautiful time of life. But the reality is this time of consistent change can be terrifying and intimidating, especially when we start to relate it to intimacy. This is why we have brought in Shaman Reddington. She's going to be sharing with us tips and advice from her clinical experience. I can assure you that whether you are planning for this time of life, if you're in it, or if you have been in it, that these tips are going to be valuable for you. But first, one of the most common questions that comes my way is how to have better and more satisfying sex. Although this is multifactorial, I so value the potential of erotic audio content to peak mind and body arousal. The audio app Guided by Glow aims to do just that. Their guided sexual meditation journeys gives you the space to slow down, relax and connect you to your senses, your creativity and of course nurture your relationship to pleasure as you drop deeply inside the feeling body. Listen until the end of today's episode for a special gift from Guided by Glow. Okay, so Shaman is a registered psychological counselor with a special interest in perinatal mental health. She has two little ones, four and a half and two years old. Shaman experienced pregnancy and postpartum to be incredibly empowering, but also very hard. Through the work that she does, she realized that she is definitely not alone in experiencing motherhood or parenthood as this paradox. As a practitioner, she considers all the unique parts of you as a parent or as a mom. Her primary goal is to help guide and support you in navigating the challenging parts of pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period. Her focus in therapy is guiding to connect you to yourself and to feel confident as the wonderful parent that you are. Thank you so much for being here today, Shaman. Yay, okay. thanks Candace. <laughs> I'm so excited to be on the nurture part. Woohoo! I'm so happy to have you here in season one, Nochal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. So let's get to this question because I'm so excited to hear your answer, what your answer is. As a counselor and with your clinical experience with pregnancy and postpartum individuals, can you offer advice or tips in relation to maintaining intimacy in this period of life? What a, what a question and such a valuable one. So I think first, when we, when we look at the perinatal period, so pregnancy to the first year, that experience is such a raw and vulnerable experience. And I think, uh, you know, probably one of the most vulnerable experiences that we can go through as a mother and also as the partner. Um, and, and this is physically vulnerable uh, as well as emotionally and, and mentally. And I think that vulnerability is, is a birthplace for, for so much courage, but it also can be the place of, of, of fear and, and loss of trust. So during this very vulnerable transition, I think one of the first tips um, I, I, would, 
I would highlight is the the compassion for that that time and yeah. the the kindness to self that what we are going through is raw, is vulnerable, is challenging, beautiful, empowering, yes, uh, but but an experience that is like no other. So the first thing there, I think, would be giving the kindness, the compassion through the experience that you're going through or your partner's going through. Yeah, oh my word. I think if people are writing down <laughs> tips from this, um, just already the words that you're using are so beautiful. Um, so, you know, acknowledging this as a transition and just saying to people, you know, like, identify these, identify where you're at and it's okay. I just, I just love the words that you've used thus far. And it just goes to show why I really wanted you on this podcast because you speak so beautifully and you're so full of pearls of wisdom. So please you carry on because I will go on a tangent or two. (laughs) So, So let's go on from, from the transition and uh, those that sort of are aware of me and my work, my page or know it's one of my favorite quotes, um, but, but essentially looking at the mothers being something absolutely new. So the woman existing before, but the mother until that child's born, the mother didn't exist. So the mom is something brand new. And when it comes to intimacy, I think one of the the biggest focal points is getting to know this new woman, getting to know this new mother. And, and, and as she is so new, finding out what, what does she like? What does she not like? What does she need? Uh, what makes her feel good? What makes her feel uncomfortable? And, and really taking the time to get to know her. And this could be sort of through emotional practice, journaling. Uh, it could be through therapy, talking to loved ones. It could be physical, moving her body, getting to know this new body, getting to know the changes and and not running away from the new body. We don't have to necessarily love this new body, but accepting that this is this is my vessel now. This is my yeah. my body and, and let's explore it. And then, of course, uh, there's room to explore intimately, um, self-pleasure. Yes. And finding out, you know, uh, with these transitions, these changes in hormones, perhaps physical changes to the vulva, to the vagina. What do I like? What is going on here? Let me get used to this new mom, this new person. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. And, and just two things that you've brought up there. Um, so body positivity, it's it's a really beautiful thing to acknowledge. But we also can see a movement towards this what people call body neutrality as opposed to body positivity because it can kind of be a little bit nauseating sometimes because you don't always just love everything so so much so and and like people say you know enjoy every moment you're like at three o'clock in the morning when I'm breastfeeding I'm covered in vomit like I'm not enjoying this moment and that's okay and the same thing applies to your body like you don't have to be overwhelmingly positive about it but like what you're saying you just need to acknowledge where you've where you've come from where you're at and be appreciative of this amazing achievement that your body has um has come through um and then another thing that you you've brought up in relation to kind of getting to know self um intimately through through this period is as we often see you know your, your preferences for pleasure can change and that's okay it's good that these things change and, it, and it's, it's wonderful to get to know yourself through these different life phases because you might have for example previously found your breasts are incredibly erotic but in this period and i'm sure that you've seen this with your clientele 
the, the pleasure associated with your breasts change because you feel as though the role of your body in this area has not changed. So it's getting to know that and not not um, inflicting this kind of self-blame as to like, why is this no longer pleasurable? Why don't I, you know, have the same role? Why do I have to tell my partner, no, don't touch that when he knows that that's my pleasurable um, area of my, my erotic area of my body. So really, really valuable tip and getting people to just see where you're at and, and, be okay with the changes that come in this period of life. Amazing. Thank you. Speaking of, and, and, and I could relate to that on such a personal level with sort of uh, breasts, nipples being erotic and then serving another purpose in, in breastfeeding and then adjusting to, to once what was maybe erotic to now being uh, more purposeful in, in, in feeding an infant and then stopping breastfeed and readjusting. And I think so many of our, our, our zones, parts of our body go through that transition of being mm-hmm. uh, pleasure, sexual, to being nurturing, to being then back to, you know, and, and, and absolutely can as I think sort of acknowledging what those parts of my body's uh, body was like prior and now post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all with curiosity, it seems like curiosity just seems to be this thread that has kind of come through a few of my podcasts that's thus far is just doing it curiously without a sense of blame, with no pressure, with no expectation for a certain outcome, just exploring, like you say, self-pleasure, curiously like oh that used to feel really good right now I don't really like the feeling of that that just feels weird let me try something else um and just going with the flow with that but but shame let me carry let me let you carry on with your number three <laughs> so speaking of, of of breastfeeding and I think it really is such a, a an important part to have a look at is the giving nature of pregnancy birth and postpartum and so much of that, and, and this isn't to shine a negative light on the perinatal period at all, but to acknowledge that it can be physically and emotionally taxing, giving. Um, as we grow a fetus, our body sends a lot of energy to the growing uh, baby. So pregnancy can be as experienced as a, a, a physical, a physically laborious task, right? Yeah. Then going through birth, we give birth, whether vaginally, C-section, there's a process of your body giving again. If mom chooses to breastfeed, there is a, our body again is giving. So I think when you, yeah, we look at a a term called touched out, um, basically meaning the whole day we have been physically touching. We've been holding, cradling, nursing, protecting, cuddling. At the end of the day, physical touch might not be the thing that's going to lead to intimacy. We might feel absolutely touched out. Um, so I think in, in, in developing that intimacy and, and prioritizing intimacy postpartum, one of the things is, is perhaps to change the giving to receiving. So not looking at intimacy as what do I have to give, but what would I like to receive? So maybe yeah. that isn't physical touch. Maybe that's uh, words. Maybe that's sort of emotional conversation. Maybe that's alone time, you know, and there's, there's no shame in that. Maybe intimacy for you for right now isn't with another person because that feels too much. Maybe it is on your own in peace, in quiet, 
um, which is something a new mom probably doesn't get a lot of. So changing that dialogue from giving to receiving. Oh, amazing. I have to, I'm interjecting so much in this episode, but I think it's just because I really, really love the content that you're sharing and I'm relating to it a lot. And I've seen many of these points in in the patients that I've worked with, but um, you're talking about being touched out and yeah, absolutely see it in um, pregnancy, postpartum, in this different phase of life. But I've also actually seen, and this might be something that I would, I mean, it is something that I would love to introduce in a podcast coming up, um, is individuals that have not been pregnant or do not have children or uh, whatever phase of life um, they may be in. Some people are sensory sensitive and those individuals often feel a sense of sensory overwhelm just from the noises of the cars going past, you know, the, the feeling of your clothes on your skin, the wind on your skin, the, the, the busy room that you might be in, all of those things can also be quite sensory overwhelming. And now if, if you've got a partner is, who is on the other side of the spectrum with regards to um, sensory sensitivity, they may be the type of person that's are continually tapping their foot and they're looking and they like loud music and they like busy patterns and clothes and bright clothes colors those people are seeing are typically kind of sensing more sensory input whereas you're the type of person on the other side of the spectrum that's like everything's so overwhelming i just want a beige room and very light lit lights anyway so 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 what we often see in these individuals is that if you're really feeling feeling sensory overwhelm and then here comes your partner and he likes to kind of push you into into the bed and grab you really tight that can make you feel super touched out if you had a busy overwhelming sensory sense today and then you've got this patient that's very i mean this this partner that's very sensory seeking and they just on the other side it can be super overwhelming so if you're kind of listening to this and you're thinking to yourself um i also feel touched out but i'm not a mom or i'm not a parent like why is that me this might be why it might be because you are sensory sensitive and we will most certainly discuss this with an ot um in an upcoming episode yeah absolutely um 100 i think now that hearing you say that i probably experienced touch up to be feeling touched up before even becoming a mom i hadn't looked at it um, in, in that respect, but absolutely so agree with you. Um, I think the, the, the next sort of little, little tip to, to have a look at is, um, maybe a, a controversial one, but the, the motherhood myth or, or the patriarchal view on motherhood and, and, and that sort of being that all women want to be moms, uh, all moms love every minute of being moms and all moms find motherhood natural. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously with intimacy being uh, both emotional, psychological, physical, mental, having a look at that, because if we go into motherhood with those notions and we feel that that's what is expected of us as a mother, then feeling slightly different can lead to so many feelings of guilt and shame. Um, What's wrong with us? What am I doing wrong? I'm not a good mom. Uh, When really what you're experiencing is so normal, but maybe not spoken about in the same regard. Mm. If, and and I see, have seen this with myself and, and see it with clients as well. If we're feeling guilt, shame, overwhelm, the chances of us investing time in intimacy is probably slim. 
because what we're going through at the moment feels so much, there's little capacity uh, for finding room for intimacy as well. So I think looking at sort of the motherhood myth, those feelings of guilt is definitely one thing to to work through, to speak about, um, to, to try and understand, connect on, uh, as that might be a block into finding space for intimacy. Mm, divine, yes. So, I mean, this sounds like the perfect opportunity for people to come and see a psychologist such as yourself, someone that's got experience in this field and they really understand um, the relationship that, that individuals may have with this motherhood picture that we see um, in social media, etc. And if you feel like you don't connect to it, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means that you're different and we're all different and that's okay. And just start acknowledging and accepting that and working with you as, for example, um, of how to do that. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think probably the, the, the last one that I would like to, to share with you is the notion that moms aren't just moms. Um, I said this myself. Um, I felt this sort of mom, the mom role feeling um, all encompassing and, and that's all I have space to be as mom. And again, I think there is a, a pressure perhaps a societal pressure um, that we are ill-informed or, or, or maybe suggested that to be a good mom is a mom that gives all of ourselves. So everything is given to our children and then we're a good mom, which can't be further from the truth in, in my opinion, but I do think it affects uh, intimacy. You know, when we feel that our role is to be a mom, Perhaps there's no space to be sexually aroused, to enjoy intercourse, to enjoy intimacy, to enjoy self-pleasure because I'm a mom. All I can be is mom. There's no room for that that other side. And and I think that's something that, that, it, that we do a disservice in is believing that the only thing we can be is mom. Of course, it's an integral role. It's a huge part of us, but it isn't all of us. And, and, and if intimacy... Um, intercourse, sex, self-pleasure uh, is, is, is something you want to bring more of into your relationship, but a feeling that as a mom, I can't do that because my role is to mom. I, I would really encourage you to, to try and reframe that for yourself um, and, and have a look at allowing yourself to be more than just the role of being a mother. Oh, I think that is so, so valuable. Do you have like a an example or a, a tool that someone might be able to to use like whether it's writing it down or whatever it may be so that because I think that's a really really important point for people to to start their journey um it's potentially just kind of like you said reframing do you have any tools on reframing that you could share possibly so I think when we sort of do that process and obviously it's it's a lot easier said than done but speaking through those ideas out loud, and a lot of us hadn't or, or don't do it, um, but sort of what is, what does a mom look like to you? Is, is, you know, is that your role? Is it a part of who you are? What are the other parts of, of you? What do you enjoy? What would you like to bring more of? Uh, what mm -hmm. is intimacy to you? And, and starting to explore those questions either with a therapist, with a, you know, a person that you trust or journaling um, and in that process sort of writing down um, or speaking out 
and understanding more of, of, of those things. Amazing. So, so I think if I understand, like one of a valuable thing for, for people to do would be really to reflect on it, on, on, on the role where they want to be, what they see themselves as now. And then obviously reaching out to you, to someone such as yourself, if, if they are still struggling. Sure. Shaman, this has been, uh, um, I'm loving this. Um, and I'm sure that many listeners are going to really find so much value in, in what you've shared thus far. Um, if I can ask you, you, you are done with your tips, am I right? Your, your yes, yes. Okay, yes, I think, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've shared a lot. I just wanted to make sure before I went and cut you off. Okay, so, so Shaman, if you can just, just summarize those for, for those of us um, that potentially don't remember the, the titles because it will just really refresh our memories. And if anyone is quickly scrubbing down, this might help there. So if you can just summarize for us... Um, the, the, the points that you've um, shared today and then yeah tell us where where can people reach you how can we get in touch with you how can we keep following you and and listen out for more of your pearls of wisdom um, no matter what our phase of life may be but like you say specifically in the the, the perinatal or mental health space Awesome. So quick recap, uh, obviously acknowledging that the perinatal period can feel extremely vulnerable, can feel raw um, and honoring ourselves with self-compassion and kindness during that period. And then having a look at sort of the, 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 the physical laborers or the, the, the taxing components of giving creating life, giving birth, feeding, nurturing, um, and then encouraging us to look at the receiving side of things so it doesn't feel like a constant giving. And then getting to know this new mother, this new woman, this new person, this new parent that you are. Um, as I said, you didn't exist before having uh, the mother didn't exist before having the child. So getting to know physically, emotionally, mentally, this new this new person that you find yourself as. Um, and then trying to cha uh, challenge, sorry, some of the, the myths, the motherhood myths that we may believe um, or may have felt were, were the only ways to mother and rather having a look at not how we should mother, but how we would like to mother. And, and finding sort of our roles outside of being a mom. And then, That's yeah, you, you, you can find me at MomWell. Um, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. And there you'll find other ways to reach me, to, to work with me, or to just follow along for, for some psychoeducation. Divine. And that's Mumwell, M-U-M, for anyone that yeah. um, is, is listening. Sure, Shaman, I am so grateful for your precious time. Thank you so much for being so generous with the amount of information that you've given. I really feel that these um, these tips, these different topics that we've been through are going to be uh, be valuable tools in helping people to get started, helping people to identify and acknowledge where they at and what they can work on, and then hopefully make the adaptations that they, they may need to reaching out for help, asking a friend, or just, you know, seeking community support, wherever it may be, um, as well as obviously following you on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you so much, Candice. It is such a pleasure having you here. Thank you, love. Have a beautiful day ahead and beautiful day to everyone that's listening. Well, NurturePod listeners, until next time, 
Please review and subscribe. And as always, stay curious. As a special treat for listening to today's episode, you can head over to the nurturepelvichealth.com website and use the code NurturePod for 20% discount on all pelvic and sexual health courses. And now, let's indulge in a gift from Guided by Glow, whose mission it is to create a transformational practice of awakening your sensual feeling body, igniting your imagination, and cultivating a positive and thriving sexual relationship with yourself. Try today and take $20 off your annual membership using promo code NURTURE. Go to guidedbyglow.com or find it in the app store.